a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome, everyone, to Inside Sources. Great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. And as always, a lot of ground to cover in the fastest 60 minutes of radio. Uh, We will be following the next phase of the Senate trial of the uh, President of the United States, a new phase today. We'll talk about that coming up at 1120. Uh, But want to kick off the show today. You've been listening here on KSL News Radio. It has been reported uh, that the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is sending supplies to China uh, to assist with the coronavirus. Uh, they are working in tandem with Project Hope, a plane going from Salt Lake City uh, from the Church's Bishop Central Storehouse here in Salt Lake City. There will also be a second shipment going out of the Church's Storehouse in Atlanta, uh, including respirator masks, uh, protective goggles, uh, protective coveralls, uh, pallets of uh, protect protective medical equipment, and so on. Uh, this is a, a really significant effort, uh, and as we've been reporting throughout the morning, uh, a lot of this has come because of the connection between the church's president, Russell M. Nelson, and his ties to China that stretch back four decades. Uh, back in uh, 1980, he spent a month over there uh, as a visiting professor at uh, Shandong University uh, of Medicine, which has really become the major medical center in the country. Uh, He's continued those relationships over the years, uh, including going back uh, to perform a a surgery, his last surgery, actually, uh, that he performed in his career uh, back in 1985. And uh, he's been back since then. He is a a favored friend uh, of the country. And I think this is one of those instances where uh, reaching back and reaching out uh, is really a a great thing and and creating some additional uh, goodwill and good connections moving forward. Uh, but there's been a lot of a lot of talk, a lot going on around the coronavirus and what that means. Uh, everyone, of course, is trying to make sure this doesn't turn into a, a panic, especially here in the United States. But it does beg the question: How prepared are we for these kinds of things? And uh, as we're always looking for our ultimate inside sources, reached out to my good friend Rich McKeon today. Uh, Rich was the uh, chief of staff for then HHS Secretary Michael Lovett um, back uh, during the. Uh, Bush uh, W. Bush administration. Uh, Rich, thanks for joining us today. Happy to be here. Uh, when you were uh, chief of staff and working uh, with uh, then HHS Secretary Lovett, uh, you all did a, a lot of work uh, around this kind of preparation for, for different pandemics and viruses and uh, different things going on, but you really tried to, to take it in a really an elevated direction so that wasn't so much reaction but really preparation uh, so that you don't have to have those panic moments. Tell us just a little bit about that. Well, this was in uh, 2005 and beyond when the H5N1 virus was percolating in Southeast Asia and the Asia-Pacific area. And the thing we began to learn a lot about it, and I should disclose I'm no scientist, and all I can report really are the things that we learned and the things that we did. But uh, it became evident that 
they, they, these influenzas were beginning and percolated initially from animal to human uh, transmissions, and then the, then there's this moment when these transmissions change from from that process to human to human, and once they do, it becomes of concern worldwide, and that was the situation we found ourselves in. We received data about the kind and nature and extent of what was going on and began to recognize the need for preparation. At that time, Secretary Levitt would report up to President Bush and and began to suggest that it was time for the U.S. to enter into a, a kind of a new phase of preparation relative to the developing influenza H5N1. Okay, and and uh, I think one of the the fascinating things that uh, you all did that I think was very different from uh, an HHS secretary standpoint uh, was that you traveled around the country. You you really held a, a series of it was half listening tour, half strategy session. Uh, in terms of coming up with how do you actually you know move it forward? How do you respond in these kind of situations? So so exactly right. So one of the things that this is unique in in a disaster. I mean. Most disasters are localized. They are earthquakes and hurricanes and other kinds of uh, natural disasters. This, there's a kind of a, a rhythmic certainty to pandemics. There, there, there is about, on average, over the course of the history as we know it, about three per century. We've gotten better at dealing with them. The last really, really significant was the Spanish flu in, in 1917. And, and the estimates of death that were associated with it were between 50 and 100 million uh, people worldwide. But the, but these also can you can prepare for them. And when you begin to think about it, we began to suggest that the only way to really begin this preparation and and Secretary Levitt began at that time to suggest we should maybe hold a pandemic flu symposium in every state and territory. And so we began to do that through the regional offices. We sat up and, and business came and governors were the organizing influence and they were quite significant. And the entire focus on them was, look, this is a, there, this may not be the one that, that begins to, to really manifest itself throughout the, the world. It may stay localized uh, but it also has the potential to, to flare up, and we're not prepared. And so that was the that was the notion behind it. And you can, you know, one of the things about these that's kind of interesting is that you can sound a little alarmist and maybe even a little nutty when you're talking about them beforehand. But but from a political perspective, after the fact, when you're explaining it, you will almost always sound inadequate because the preparation is so significant and and uh, and different than these localized kind of disasters. Uh, that, that That's such great insight. If you're just joining us, we have Rich McKeon on the line. He was the chief of staff to then secretary, HHS secretary, Mike Levitt, uh, back during the uh, – George W. Bush administration, uh, and a lot of the the preparation, a lot of the work you did in terms of uh, gathering people together. Uh, as I as I look back at it now, it it really was a, a precursor to a lot of the work you're all doing now in terms of allies and alliances. Uh, you know, using the governors, deploying the local folks, but still getting that uh, broad perspective. Uh, Rich, as you look at what's going on uh, with this uh, coronavirus, uh, obviously starting in China. 
but starting to see some of those uh, issues start to creep up. What's what's going through your mind? And, and as you said, how do we make sure we can stimulate some preparedness uh, but not panic? So yeah, I think it's really important to recognize that that immediately when these things start to happen, and, and Secretary Azar presently is suggesting that they're feeling a sense of cooperation with China, which is really helpful, uh, but because cooperation between nations becomes critical as scientists now will begin trying to identify the viral instincts of this disease and to develop a vaccine. Uh, then you have this, uh, this this big process of trying to, to uh, both test it and then manufacture it. And then you have this big distribution issue, and that is how do you get it out to communities? And then you have this how do you get it in the arms of people? And you begin to, to recognize how it becomes a local issue. And if people are waiting around for the federal government to solve this problem for them, they will wait in vain. There's no way with simultaneity of this kind of an event that, there's, that they can be everywhere and to everyone. And so they will operate at a national level to help with vaccine development and manufacture. But but it will come to the local communities to to do that. Now, you know, over the course of time, uh, this community in, in particular and uh, it has, has been admonished to kind of prepare ourselves for any eventuality, the opportunity that we might have to to uh, kind of uh, be housed in place or remote in place, right. for both work and for living and the like. So. Those are things that I think we can begin to think about is right now in in Wuhan, um, which is the, a large city that many people may not have heard of, but there's 18 million people in that city and uh, in the Hubei province. And so there's a there's a lot that we can begin to do locally. And and, and that is to prepare ourselves for the eventuality. And it's not going to happen tomorrow and it's not going to happen in the next week. But, but you know, there, there's sense in being prepared anyway. Oh, fantastic. Wonderful insight. Rich McKeon, so grateful to have you on uh, Inside Sources today. Appreciate that perspective. Uh, some great history and uh, some great cautions and, and learning in terms of what we should do moving forward. Thanks for joining us. Hey, it's good to be with you. Take care. All right. Again, that's uh, Rich McKeon. He was the chief of staff under then HHS Secretary Mike Levitt. Uh, some wonderful insight and counsel there in terms of what we should be doing as we look at uh, the uh, coronavirus and other uh, pandemics that uh, would certainly come in the future. All right, we're going to go ahead and step aside. Uh, we're keeping our eye on the United States Senate. They have just gaveled in. The chief justice is taking his seat. A new phase of the trial about to begin. Stay with us. We'll break it down on Inside Sources right here on KSL News Radio. 